Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of the day it is for you. I want to welcome each and every one of you to the podcast, Biblical Truth Central. I'm your host, Brother D, and I pray that you all are doing great. I pray you're doing well. I pray that you're getting closer to the Lord as each and every day passes. You know something? I firmly believe that the time period that we're living in right now is a time period of tests. It's a time period of trials. It's a time period to see who truly has the faith of a mustard seed. You know, many people say that they have faith, but that's only until it's tried. That's only until something comes up. That's only until it's shaking. When the boat starts shaking and the storm starts roaring, that is when we learn who has faith and who's actually pretending to have faith. There's a lot of pretenders in this world, a lot of people who claim to be believers, who claim to be Christians. But yet, they don't bear the fruit. There's no evidence. You can see this in the way that they act. You can see this in their manner of conversation. Bible tells us to know them. You, you will know them by the fruits. You will. Doesn't matter what they tell you. But you'll know them by the way that they live their life. Now, I've talked about this several times in the past on social media. I've talked about this on my YouTube channel. And if you have not checked out my YouTube channel, please do so over at Biblical Truth Central. Same exact name as the podcast here. Uh, Lots and lots of material over there. Lots of videos. Um, It's where I tend to spend most of my time when it comes to putting forth effort towards ministry. Um, it's the it's the videos, it's the channels. You know, there's that they're so complex and they require so much um, time and attention that I have to give it to it. And next in line will probably be my website, which is also www.biblicaltruthcentral.com. Check that out as well. Um, the podcast here, um, I hate to say that it's the tail end of the ministry, but there has to be a head and there has to be a tail of all things. But I want, whether or not it's the head or the middle or the tail, I want it all to be effective for the kingdom of God. I want people to benefit from it as much as possible because not everybody has the time to sit and listen to it, watch a 20-minute video, but you may be able to listen to a 20-minute podcast You know, when you're driving or when you're working, depending on what type of job you have. You may be able to put earbuds in and you may be able to listen. And I hope that if that's the case, that this podcast blesses you. I really do. Um, I do everything I do for the Lord, and that's it. You know, this is my ministry, Biblical Truth Central, is something that I hold near and dear to my heart. And it is my my work here on the earth. It is of sharing the gospel with every living creature, like Jesus commanded us to do in all four gospels. Now, continuing with our conversation, we're going to be talking about 
Christian conduct. I've once worded this as conversations of a Christian. You know, the type of things that we should be talking about. And we add conduct to the mix, meaning the way we should be carrying ourselves on a daily basis. You know, what prompted this, folks, is that me being a believer in Christ, and when I say I'm a believer in Christ, I I really take that very serious. My walk with the Lord has been like hills and valleys, but I've never taken my eyes off of him. And once he saved me back in January of 2012, I've never turned back. As many times as the enemy has tried to tempt me and to pull me down and to ridicule me and shame me and try to remind me of my past and try to tell me that it just wasn't worth it going forward with the faith as many times as he tried, fails. And I know he's not going to stop because the Bible says that he's the tempter. And as long as we are wrapped in this flesh, we have to deal with these type of problems. So when I say I'm a believer in Christ, I mean that wholeheartedly. I love God. I love Jesus. I'm grateful for what he's done for me. And because I take my walk so serious, I tend to analyze things very thoroughly, very precisely. I, I tend to look at things hard. You know, the Bible tells us to, you know, if you're going to judge, you need to make sure that you got the the log out of your own eye. And once you have it out of your eye and you see how other people are conducting themselves, I'm talking when, when I mention people, I'm talking about Christians. I'm not talking about atheists. I'm not talking about people of other faiths. That's irrelevant for this conversation. We can save that for a whole nother podcast, but I'm talking to those who claim to love God, who claim that they love Jesus. Amen. They claim they love the Lord. But the way that they live their life seems to be in contradiction to that. You know, this is the age of social media and, you know, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and whatever else they have out there. You know, I primarily use Facebook and Instagram. Currently, I am not using Facebook because of how depressing it is. But I do use Instagram um, because it's not as depressing. You can kind of control what you see. Now, there are people that I follow on Instagram that have out of their own mouths said that they believe in God and that they love Jesus. They've said this. Some of these people I know for many, many years, they've gone, we've gone to church together. You know, they have ministers in their families. They quote Bible verses and so on and so forth. And and that's another thing, people, just because somebody quotes a Bible verse does not necessarily make them saved. A lot of people like to hide behind the Bible. A lot of people like to utilize the Bible to cover up what they do in the dark. And for some of these people, 
They're not even doing it in the dark. They're so blind and so hypocritical that they don't even see how their acting is completely contradicting what it is they believe. But then they always try to hide behind the only God can judge me. You better watch it. Yeah, you know. Oh, Lord, give me a break. Did you know that the term only God can judge me came from Tupac Shakur? He's the one that made that famous. He did. You won't find only God can judge me in the Bible. It's not there. In fact, what you will find is that the saints will judge angels. It says that we will pass judgment on angels. Those fallen angels that fell with Lucifer. We, we, we're going to judge them one day. So how in the world are you going to convince me, somebody who is pretty, pretty well versed in the scriptures, that I don't have a right to judge improper behavior when I see it? It's not very loving when you see a fellow believer in Christ fall and you just don't pick them up. Or if you see them stumbling or dabbling in sin and you don't call them out and you don't rebuke them on it. That's the problem with this world. Nobody likes correction. Nobody wants to be told what they're doing is wrong because you are the one that are called a bigot. You are the one that are called judgmental. You are the one that are called wrong. Mind you, these are supposed to be Christians that we're talking about. These are Christians that have no idea what the word of God says. They just know how to quote a couple of inspirational verses. Um, let me tell you something. Lukewarm Christian, you're spending too much time in the book of Proverbs. You're spending too much time in the book of Psalms. How about you turn it all over into the New Testament and let's go through the book of Romans. Let's go through that <laughs> because we know that Paul goes in on people in the whole book of Romans. And if you really want to start getting deep with it and talking about those sins that you don't want nobody to call out, let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians. And we start talking about sexual sin, sexual immorality, the type of stuff that people don't want to talk about. It's type, the type of stuff that, you know, believers in Christ, so-called believers in Christ, try to sweep under the rug because I see it every day. I see it every single day. I know people who say that they're Christians, but they're in homosexual relationships. I know people who say that they're Christians, but they're fornicating. And if you don't know what that means, I understand that it's an archaic word, but it means to have sex outside of marriage. They're doing these things with no problem. They're booty shaking all on camera, drinking alcohol all on camera. I'm not saying that drinking alcohol is a sin, so let's back it up. But if I'm your brother in Christ and every time I see you 
post a picture or something on your timeline or your stories on your social media and you always have a, a drink in your hand, one has to wonder. You never talk about the gospel. You never talk about Christ. You only post little bitty inspirational verses here and there, and you always have a margarita in your hands or a beer in your hands. You're always all up on your partner, the person that's not your husband, ladies, the person that's not your wife, fellas, because make no mistake, God will not honor a relationship outside of marriage. I know that's not going to sit well with some of you, but I hate to burst your bubble. But he's not going to honor a relationship that is outside of marriage. I don't care if you've been together for 10, 20 years. If you are not married, God does not consider you a righteous relationship. You can sit up and say all you want to. Well, the government doesn't have to be involved in our relationship and it's just a piece of paper. You know, when are we going to stop? When are we going to stop with the excuses? When are we going to stop trying to justify our sins? Trying to paint a picture that does not exist? When are we going to try to stop trying to redefine what marriage is? You know, in the, in the Bible, the Lord says that we need to yield to our government. That means we should listen to the government. If it does not contradict the word of God, that is. If it doesn't tell us to go against God, that is. So this means that, you know, if, if your state requires you to have a, a, a marriage license to honor you or to view you as a married couple, then guess what? That's what you need to do. And when you go against that, you go against what God has ordained, which is government. Something to think about the next time you want to say that, oh, it's just a piece of paper. It's not just a piece of paper. It's the way that it's the law. It's the way it's supposed to be. Okay. Believers. Profanity. Fornication, worldliness, all of these things, you, you got to stop. We have to stop acting like the world. How in the world can people tell the difference between a believer in Christ and somebody who is not saved? If you do the things of the world. I mean, let's go ahead and read 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. It says, do not love the world or the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's deep. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of possessions. King James says, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Is not from the Father, but is of this world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whosoever does the will of God abides forever. The Bible says that the things of this world are not of the, of the Father. They're not of God. They're not godly things. Why are you doing it? Why are you cursing? Why are you having sex outside of marriage so much? Why do you keep hopping from partner to partner? Why... Do you cons consistently participate in worldliness, idolatry? Why? 
Why is it people still want to befriend the world? Why? The world has nothing to offer. Verse 17 says that the world is going to pass away. But those who abide in God will live forever. Wouldn't you want to side with the side that's going to live forever and not the side that's going to die? The side that's just going to pass away? Are you that worried about looking cool, being accepted in front of your peers? Is that what you're looking for? Come on. Let's stop it. Here's another verse. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God. What is good and acceptable and perfect. Do not, do not, don't submit to the world. If you see the world, folks, listen. If you see the world going in one direction, that's basically an indicator that you need to go in the other direction. You, if, if you see the world going left, you need to go right. If you see the world going down, you need to go up. If you see them running to idols, you need to run to Jesus. Period, point blank. It's not the most popular decision. It's not the most popular way of life. It's not going to win you awards. It's not going to win you friendships. It's not going to win you anything but insults and ridiculeness and persecution. For the Bible tells us that in this life, you will have trouble. And if you carry your cross and you walk upright for the Lord, you're going to feel it. But it's okay, though. Because Jesus felt it. What makes you think that we're not going to feel it too? Well, don't forget what the Lord told us. He said, you know, if, if fear not of the world hates you because they've hated me first. No master can be, no, no, no servant can be greater than his master. And if we serve the Lord, what makes you think we're not going to feel it? We are definitely, definitely going to feel it. Here's another verse, Colossians 3, 2. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. This is yet another indicator that complements 1 John. Not focusing on the things that we see, not focusing on the things that other people are partaking in, but focusing on the things that are above, spiritual things, folks, spiritual things. We need to be focusing on what the Lord has for us, fulfilling our purpose on this life for him and for his kingdom to bring righteousness, to bring glory, to bring honor to his name. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 22 says, so flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness. We can just pause on that for a second. Flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness. Pursue faith, love, peace. Along with all those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. We live in a world to where the truth will, will basically get you in trouble. <laughs> I talked about this on the last episode about, you know, the people will leave you. When you decide to tell the truth, 
when you try when you take the the initiative and stand for righteousness stand for faith and love and peace and you know all of the above when you do that you would think that opportunities would just open up to you here on earth people would just praise you and people would just support you that's not the truth you go through so much so much but it's all worth it in the end all worth it because you know jesus said you know my father is always at work and he says i go away to prepare a place for you there are many many mansions in my father's house and if it were not so i would have told you i have it in my mind that i'm not living for this life I'm not living for today. I'm not living for anything upon the earth. The world has their own quotes. You know, they say things like YOLO, which is basically an acronym for you only live once. Then there's that famous quote from Aleister Crowley, do well, thou wilt, which means do whatever you want. You, you only live once. You know, you're here today, gone tomorrow. Do not let the world fool you into thinking that you only live once. Your soul will live forever. The Bible says that all souls belong to God. You're not going to escape judgment. So don't think that what you do here on earth doesn't matter because it does. And how you live your life, folks. It's all going to matter. For the Bible tells us that everyone is going to account for their actions. Amen. Now, I have some more verses here. We're going to be talking more about the conversations of a Christian. And then we'll wrap this up. I'm going to go ahead and read 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15. It says, but as he which called you is holy... So be ye holy in all manner of conversations. If you have a Bible, I would love for you to underline all manner and conversations. You know, that's what we're going to focus on in this verse. You know, God, God is holy. We know this, right? And if you don't know what holy means, holy means to be set apart. It means to be in a league of your own, to be unlike others. That's what holy means, in case you had another another view of what you think it means. That's what it means. No, God's telling us here in the book of Peter that we need to be holy. We need to be separated in all manner of conversations, meaning you know, there are some people out there that like to tell dirty jokes. There's people out there that love to use the F word and the B word in every sentence. I'm sorry, but it goes back to when in Romans it says to be not of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing, renewing of your mind. Many Christians will try to argue with you and say, well, um, it doesn't say I can't curse in the Bible. It doesn't say it. It doesn't say thou shalt not use the F word. Yeah, that's the problem. You guys are always looking for literals. You're looking for word to word for word when you need to read the scriptures for itself. What do you think God meant when he said, that you need to be holy in all manner 
of conversation, all manner, meaning every word that comes out of your mouth had better be clean. Every word that comes out of your mouth should be giving honor to the Lord. Now, that just puts a, a stamp of it right there. It's just like when people say, well, God doesn't talk about, that Jesus doesn't talk about homosexuality in the Bible. I'm like, well, yes, he does. Um, sexual immorality. That classifies homosexuality too. Also, uh, sex before marriage, bestiality, this, that, and the third. All of it falls under the same umbrella of um, of sexual immorality. So, read your Bibles. Ephesians chapter 4, 29 says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to use of edifying, that is to minister grace unto the hearer. This is one of my favorite verses right here. It says, don't let any, just don't let nothing evil come out of your mouth. And whatever comes out of your mouth, let it be edifying. Let it be motivating. Let it be inspiring to those that you talk to. Stop making fun of people. Stop tearing people down. Stop belittling people. Stop abusing the gift of speaking. You know, the Bible tells us that the, the, the tongue possesses the power of death and life. When, when somebody says sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, that's a lie because words can hurt. People have committed suicide over words. People have murdered over words. Words have power. And the Bible here says in Ephesians says to let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth, but anything that you say, let it edify, folks. Let it edify. Let me give you one more verse. Then we're going to wrap this up. First Peter chapter 2, verse 1. Wherefore, laying aside all malice, all guile, and, and hypocrites, and envies, and all evil speakings, we are to put aside the ways of the world, put aside the way that they talk, the way that they carry themselves. Put that aside because we are called to be holy. We're called to be set apart. People should know that you are a Christian by the way you carry yourself. People should know that you are a Christian by the way that you talk. People should know that you are a Christian by how you treat people. But if people hear you cursing, if people um, know about your reputation for being in multiple relationships, having sex with a bunch of people, if people know you for smoking uh, marijuana and drinking every night, if people see you as that, no one's going to see Christ in you. You don't glorify God and you definitely are not an ambassador for the Lord. Christians are are supposed to be held to the highest standard because we are representatives of Christ. The problem is that there's way too many people who are calling themselves Christians, but they're really not. They're false converts. And I pray that they repent because the Holy Spirit of God that dwells within us is just not going to let us get away what a lot of these people are getting away from. I can tell you right now, there's just some things that I cannot do. I can't because the spirit of God that dwells within me will not allow me to do it because it's holy. It's set apart. It doesn't want anything to do with the things of the world.
And if you are a true believer in Christ, you should possess that spirit too. But when you see people that are not acting like true believers, it has to make you question, are they really saved? We need to pray for these folks. Folks, We're living in the last days, the last of the last days. We don't got a lot of time left. It's almost over. This is not the time to be playing around. If If you're somebody out there who says that you're a Christian, you had better get your life together. You had better stop playing around. You had better get out of the world. Come out of the world. The world will pass away and you along with it. Do not trample over the grace of God saying that, oh, he has to forgive me if I sin. Don't you dare treat him like that. How dare you? How can you say you love God, but you still do the things of the world? How can you say you love Jesus, but you do the things of the world? Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. How many of us are doing that? Let's think about that. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to to Biblical Truth Central. I love you all. I want you to tune into my YouTube channel, Biblical Truth Central for videos, teachings, similar to this right here. I also want you to visit my website, biblicaltruthcentral.com or www.biblicaltruthcentral.com. You can purchase Christian merchandise. You can get a free Bible, prayer requests. Um, I upload videos that I'm unable to upload on YouTube there because of censorship. It's just a really, really um, safe haven that I've created for everybody. Again, I want to thank you very much for listening. God bless each and every one of you. Subscribe to this podcast. Share it with somebody. Please leave me a review. I'll see you all in the next episode. Grace and peace. Stay close to Jesus. Peace.